Well, hello, hello, hello. <laughs> my name is Holly Isker and welcome to my podcast. I have a dear friend here with me today, Carolina Delaca. And Carolina, I met 10 years ago, um, probably close to 11 now, um, selling Arbon together. And she is just the best. <laughs> and when I first met her or first met you, um, you're a firecracker, that's for sure. I thought you were really loud. <laughs> I might get loud today. Excuse yeah, my tone. Very outgoing. And God, 10 years ago, you had a young daughter who's now one of my clients. And um, I remember, I'll never forget, the first time I think I really saw your core. And this is when we went away for Arbon. It was with Megan and Tab. And we went away and we were in the Airbnb. And do you remember it was winter and I had to keep going to move my car because we only had one parking spot. And I was so defeated and so frustrated and so tired and I was like crying in the hall and you were like mama bear. And so I was like, you're such a kind, sweet person oh, and you're so great. So I love you. Yeah, I love you too. <sighs> so welcome. Thank you. <laughs> so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. <laughs> So, I mean, the podcast is just getting started. There's nothing really to it right now. So we were just going to kind of wing it and chat. And that's what it's about is beauty room chat. Um, Let's so, yeah. get raw and real. Yeah. Like I've loved just listening to the first few episodes that you've launched. And you have been just every conversation piece that should be had, that isn't being had, that's being thought about. And people are just scared, scared yeah. to change. Yeah. And it has to come from somewhere. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And this conversation piece is just an amazing starting point. Yeah. And I mean, I was talking to other people too, and it's like, it's difficult being vulnerable, especially when you don't know who's going to be listening to things. I, I'm really great one-on-one with people, but like putting it out there into the world is a little bit scary. And, but I mean, I just feel called to do it. And I'm just like, you know what? I only live once. And if people are going to judge me, it's none of my business anyways. I learned a lot from Arvon. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so I don't know. I thought we could touch base on a couple of things. Um, perspective. I can't even remember if I've even talked about this in a podcast yet, but um, I, when I was dating somebody once, it was funny because we were sitting in a, like across from each other like this, and he was like, isn't it strange that we're in the exact same experience right now, but I'm what I'm seeing is completely different from what you're seeing, right? So, you know, maybe what are your thoughts on perspective? Two answers can be right at the same time. Yeah. You know, and I think uh, over the years, being in victim mode, it's hard to see that or you think that you're in victim mode because, you know, part of having that awareness is kind of taking responsibility for where you're at, right? To be open enough to have that conversation being like, hold on, okay, this is how I think, but there is another perspective here. There is another way. Yeah. Uh, it's not all a black and white situation. I think there's a lot of gray and figuring out emotions. Um, and I think our emotions have a, are a telltale of how we react and how we, how we deal with things, you know? And, you know, if you're a bitter person, you're not really gonna see the light of day on, on even a shitty situation, you know? Yeah. And that's been something that I've been really working on because victim mode doesn't serve anybody. 
but it's really finding your true self to be authentic and be honest with yourself and ask yourself the real serious questions that help you move you and grow. Yeah, I think it's, it's true. When you're in the middle of something, it's hard to see beyond your own perspective for sure. Yeah. The last year I've, I've really focused on, you know, my morning routine, like you were talking about, and my whole life has changed, you Mm -hmm. know, as much as I've wanted to say I've been healthy for so many years, no fucking way. Yeah. The real health really started about a year and a half to two years ago (laughs) and the awareness and so forth. And it's like, I think the biggest thing was giving myself permission to change. And and, and and taking that invitation on mm-hmm. because a lot of people are so stuck in, in the person that they think that they are. They're not willing to do the small, tedious things that are just going to make them become a better person, happier, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And it could be just as simple as journaling every morning, you know? Like we think that like the simplicity behind something so mindless because that's what i thought it was i was like voodoo shit i'm not fucking breathing nothing besides the air that i need to get through today you know and now like to sit in silence is is really something magical because like i feel like intuitively i have a lot of answers that come to me because i choose to sit in the silence well all the answers aren't within 100 (sighs) percent. yeah nothing is outside of ourselves isn't that crazy to think about nothing's outside of ourselves and how much control we really do have in in respect to our reality yeah you know like mm-hmm. <laughs> still learning still growing and I think like this uh, the crazy part is is that I'm almost 40 years old and I'm just learning this now and actually one of my posts recently that I put up on social media talked about the fact that like you know we go to school but nobody teaches us how to love ourselves nobody teaches us how to how to you know be okay with you with us the way like growing into becoming different versions of yourself over the years there's all these expectations but nobody's there really guiding us because our parents are pretty fucked up themselves and like they've never yeah. dealt with trauma and even with just seeing what my parents have seen me go through just like the awareness there's been an awareness on their end but that's a lot of work on their end in order for them to get through with they've gone through you know like they're not perfect but shit they're not definitely not the ideal people i'd say like relationship expert advice they're the last people i'd go to you know i love them to pieces they're happy in their own way but that is definitely not something that i would want in my relationship and i think it was like relearning that everything that i was taught was really didn't serve me yeah and finding different ways and coping mechanisms that didn't allow me to spiral but allow me to grow and just like you know go with the hard feelings and it's okay to feel that yeah but don't be paralyzed by it yeah yeah absolutely yeah like it's a lot of growth you know like and it's still like there's there's things that are coming up more now for me from trauma than ever before because i'm allowing to give it space because of all my life you know like for those of you don't know like i've been a young mom like i was a teen mom 16 years old i got pregnant 17 when i had victoria It wasn't until in the last year, all of that has come to the surface because I've pushed it down so far because I had to survive. I had to cope. I I was number one. I had to, I had to make all the decisions, you know, it it was, uh, it's, it's been tricky. Right. And And nobody was there to help guide me. You know, my parents didn't know any different. They just thought, you know, it, it really, it's, you know, Polish mindset, not to say that because it doesn't matter, Canadian, Polish, Spanish, the mindset of of that generation, the trauma is the same. They've all dealt with it the same way. They actually haven't dealt with it at all. And, and it's, I, it's us. That but are also, with it. you're a strong personality like me. And could you even have been guided? 
You would have done your own thing. Anyway. Exactly. I think they tried to guide me yeah. in their own way, and I'm sure with you, like they love us. Yeah. They knew what they what they knew what they could do with what they had. Yeah. And I know that they love me for it, and I love them to pieces because I've learned so much. But uh, you know, like it's hard taking control of your emotions and deciding that you know you're going to change your personality because that has not served you. It's only gotten you in trouble, and it takes time. It takes three to five years for a personality change. When people think that it takes twenty days or th- three months or six months, no, this is not a you know ninety days of or thirty day habit, ninety day lifestyle. This is three to five years of hard work of you bringing things to the surface that you're uncomfortable with. And I think too that we forget, like I was just having a conversation with somebody today as well about, you know, trauma and, you know, things that come up later on. And the thing is, it never really goes away. What happens is you, your behaviors change on how you react with it. Like you just, every time it comes up, a smell, a sight, something that reminds you of something that you went through, you just react differently because you're learning. That's the only difference. Yeah. And it's like those triggers are going to, some triggers are going to get to you. And that's the learning phase because like as much as I want to be like, ah, you know, I've got it under control. No, there's still things that rattle me. And, you know, once in a blue moon, it kind of gets the best of me in a place that I (laughs) I feel like I've left behind. But that's just more work for me. That's just, that's a wonderful wonderful guidance (laughs) that you, that's what you need to work on. It's just your body telling you, no, we still got to do work here. Exactly. You're right. That's all it is. And if we can look at it as a good thing, right, then (laughs) if we can look at it as a good thing, that it's just our own like it, it's our emotional guidance scale or it's just it's showing Whether us it's, what still need what we still need to work on and that's a wonderful thing that's a great thing no matter how fucking angry we are in the moment wouldn't you agree too that the work that you have been doing in in the last couple of years has transformed your kids lives yeah like my daughter is just uh what a difference in in just her self-esteem well, they're Her watching shift. everything. They're watching sure. everything, but yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's. I'm glad that we're in the place where we have an opportunity to break that. I want to say generational trauma because it really is. It's ingrained in us on like a DNA on a cellular level. You know, like I feel shit from my what my mom's gone through and what her parents have gone through, and I know that's in me, and I can always I can sense it too just through some of the things that happen within our in, within our family because it's the way that my mom responds to things. I can see that she's still holding on. Like I don't want to be seventy years old holding on a trauma from my fucking twenties, even from when I was sixteen. Like yeah. I, at some point, you have to live to learn to let it go, so it doesn't doesn't sit with you sit with you i do have regret though um and i'm sure you do too of when i didn't realize my healing of how it affected my kids yeah i i do have definite regret for that luckily they didn't really see a lot of it because it wasn't a pandemic and there was a lot of online learning and right but yeah in the pandemic i drank a lot um, I mean, I still tried to be the best mom I could, but, and I didn't even know that there was something wrong, not wrong with me, but like that I was so hurt. 
did you feel like you need, you knew you needed a change, but you didn't like you? We no, all know no. what that need changes. No, no. Okay, for me I it was, was different. I knew, but and I just, I just like there was almost there was this fogginess of like, how do I go about it? Because I've been so stuck in this cycle of life that I don't know any different. I was blissfully unaware. I was drinking, laughing, having a time, <laughs> the time of my life, blissfully unaware. Sometimes I almost wish to go back to that, but at the same time, there's a bigger part of me that obviously doesn't because I wasn't spending, I was still was spending time with my kids, but it wasn't um, the quality time yeah. that you wanted. Yeah. Where now they're, you're we're present a lot together. Like I told you when you walked in here, I've just decided to go to church. So I'm converting <laughs> to Catholicism. And I think that's going to be a great thing for us to do right now. We're doing it on Thursdays together, but like on Sundays, like, cause that's one thing I find I, you know, I'm not drinking anymore and I've already said this quite a few times, but I find that by Saturday when I'm done work, cause I'm so busy working Monday to Saturday that when Saturday rolls around, I don't socialize. So then I'm sitting by myself, especially when the kids are gone for the weekend from Saturday mid afternoon until Monday. So then I'm so depressed by Monday, like, I mean, I feel fine to get, go to work by Monday morning, but like, it's depressing and I find I can't get out of it. And maybe it is, it's a different thing when all of a sudden there's no alcohol anymore, yeah. right? So then I think this will be a good thing. Get dressed up, go get your Starbucks Sunday morning, go to a service. Maybe we'll go for brunch together. We haven't gone to the Sunday masses yet, but mm-hmm. we will start doing that in the next few weeks. <clears throat> But I'm, I think it'll be a great, and they loved it. They went for the it. first time I last week, it. and they loved it. Me and Victoria, like, we we sing in, sing in the car to her, the, the Christian music that she's been following. I think following. she was telling me She, that. like, yeah. honestly, and, like, it, we get so emotional, and I can see how much um, it's given her like purpose yeah. you know like I, I was born and raised as a Catholic yeah and uh, I was supposed <clears> to get Victoria <throat> baptized the whole nine yards and long story short the priest uh, after all the paperwork has been put in they decided that they weren't going to baptize Victoria at the church that I basically was raised at that I had my first communion my baptism not my baptismal my confirmation uh our local Polish parish. (laughs) Let's not get too much into detail, but like, you know, and it's like, what, uh, what, what sin could have my daughter possibly put out for her to not baptize? And it just like, that kind of set me off because I was at a place in my life where I was so young and I was in search of guidance. Uh, I was pregnant and I was, I was the one that me and my dad were the last two in the family that kept going to church up until girl, I was 15 years, 16 years old. Like, I'm not joking you, me and my dad were going until I got pregnant. And when they just, um, after that, I went back to going regularly, wanted to get Victoria baptized and, uh, all that wonderful jazz happened because my, both godparents weren't, um, Catholic. One was Catholic and one was Presbyterian. Uh, so I had everything booked. I bought the baptismal dress, the whole nine yards. And it is what it is. It was something for me where it's just like, you know what? It was a point where I'm like, I'm not going to go to search for God. I believe in God. I don't believe in religion. Mm -hmm. And I think those are some of the the two things that I had to differentiate between where my belief system was, because I just seen too many 
preachers out there doing too much preaching not enough doing yes. and you know I'm a I'm the kind of person where it's unlike you know actions speak louder than words and I'm done with preachers and like you know I want to be around somebody who's and like when I say to Victoria be very selective where you choose to go to church yeah. you know not every church is going to be good for you like the it, not the you know pick and choose be selective you have that choice right now go somewhere where you're going to be inspired yeah. where they're going to give you a great message long story short they switched churches her and her boyfriend because one of the churches they're basically like a recruiting system yeah. every week you have to bring people in like it was like a it was like a recruiting system it was yeah. not even so much about god anymore it's like who do you know how many people you're bringing so i was like that sounds too cultish for me yeah you guys might want to recheck where it is that you're going and they found they decided to go ahead with another one and they're amazing and just seeing them to make a point of like it's it is every sunday that they go and they met an older couple there like in so their cute. 80s okay so and victoria comes home and tells me she's like mom you know i think the next time i'm going to see them we're going to invite them out for lunch the next sunday does the couple not invite luke and victoria out for lunch and they all went out for lunch together and chatted and you know and just hearing the stories that she comes back with just they're so um I love the fact that she's found a sense of home in yeah. in in her God, yeah. you know, because we've had a crazy life. You know, you need something to look forward to, something to, you know, if anything, Jesus, I, I believe in the Ten Commandments, you know, like those are simple rules to follow guidance of life, regardless of who would have said it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. I think um, for me too, I just like the idea of... Uh, the rules that go along with it and and that's why I like I, I couldn't step foot in a church before I couldn't even say God up until two years ago wow. I would get physically ill going into a church so you know I for me I think it's the community that I want to be a part of and I mean so far I really like these people yeah. and uh, yeah the, the rules I like the idea of the rules and um, yeah, morals just, you know morals yes and yeah. I, I i truly do believe that honestly when it comes to a lot of the religions the rules are across the board they, the message is the same yeah. you know and um i feel like if you take it in the right direction then it can give you guidance you know um i'm just so proud of victoria to see yeah. her really just you've done a great s- job she's a great kid thank you she's honey. a wonderful oh, person I love you she is yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's crazy just to think all the things that have happened over the years and just like where we are now. Yes. Know? And I saw quite a bit of it. Yeah. <laughs> You've been years. right, right in the trenches with me. <laughs> Through the fucking highs and the lows. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, you've seen my crazy times. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Life, life, and it's just to think. Ten years. Where's the next ten years gonna bring us? You know. Okay, so I have a bit of a funny story. Like speaking about life, so I do think about my death a lot. I always have, and um, <laughs> yeah, I love to have baths, and I love to eat in the bathtub. That's one of my things. So after my separation, you know, I didn't know myself very well because it was all about him so or the kids or whatever so I had no idea what I even enjoyed anymore so one thing moving into this home I made a list of all the things that I really enjoy that just make me feel good in my center so eating it was nachos and cheese in the bathtub was like I felt like a little kid favorite thing to do 
So the other night, I, you know those soup, um, smart sweet candies? Yes. They're Swedish fish, but it's like sweet with stevia. They're like gummies. Okay, yeah, yeah, It's like yes. the healthy line yes. of gummies. Yeah. So they have Swedish fish. But they're like a little bit longer than, you know, the regular Swedish fish candy. <laughs> Just <laughs> when I think Swedish fish, I'm like, who the hell named that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so I'm in, they're a little bit cold. So, you know, when candy gets cold, it's a little bit harder, right? So I get into the bag and I'm going to put one in my mouth. And the tail gets caught in my tooth. But at the same time, I bit half of it. So half is dangling in my throat. And I thought I was going to choke to death in the bath. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to drown. This is my demise. This is my story. She dies eating Swedish fish in the bathtub. No. But it is, yeah. She went so young. She had a whole life ahead of her. Yeah. Left two beautiful children behind. I mean, she was trying to be healthy, Stevia. <laughs> um, yeah. So, never be too careful. Yeah. So I, right? So, yeah. So, I think a lot about, you, you know, you've been talking about, like, yeah, how you spend your days and... What you're going to be and how you don't want to end up at the end of your life. What does the end of your life look like? Like, I just turned 42. You know, I have a good 42 years left. I'm planning on living to 130, but I feel like that's the age of your skin can last still. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I try to spend every day just like living each day of my life, right? And I try to think of you know, what is my purpose? Like my purpose is, like Tabitha said, our, our bomb mentor, to leave people better than you found them. And sometimes I'll go through my days and I'm like, you know, I do Instacart sometimes in the mornings or, you know, whatever. And then I'm like, why am I doing this? I enjoy it. But then when I get home, I think of the people that I saw, like the old people that couldn't get out to do their groceries and they're so happy to have it delivered to the door or the you know, mom that's pregnant and whatever. And everybody's so thankful. And I'm like, that was it. That is it. To leave people better than I found them. Mm -hmm. You know, give a smile, say hello. Even just leaving your house. That's it. That's the purpose. To create a connection every day and that's it. I feel for me anyway. Yeah. And you know what? I think growing is like, like I, I, you know me, okay? Been in the bar industry for a long time. Yeah. When the pandemic happened, everybody thought, thought they're like, Carolina, how are you going to stay calm and collected? Like, you are a busy butterfly. <clears throat> yeah. And I didn't realize how much of an introvert I actually was. Yes. I was me actually too. like complete. Like, I found this side of me where I love me time. Yeah. I cherish the time that I spend with myself and it's like, and I, pl I do things that it like reading is a big thing for me. Coloring is a big thing for me. It's a real sense of really, I love taking baths, you know, I love doing yoga and it's not necessarily that I have to do it for the workout. I just, it just, I love the way that it makes me feel like yeah. a stretch and that's, you know, I just feel loose and, you know, not as inflamed. Right. But it's like things that I've really been doing that nurture my soul because mm -hmm. I like, done with like having it's not, it's not that i don't want to go out and buy stuff and you know spend money but it's like i'm not spending things on frivolous stuff that i don't need anymore i love how you're talking about the in your uh, recent episode about decluttering one of them i've been yeah. doing that over the last couple of years you know just i haven't used it hasn't been in my you know forefront it needs to go like what energy is that holding in my home while i'm living in there you know, um, so it's been, it's, we're learning, right? Learning to just sit with the silence and what that really means 
And I found so much, I'm so grateful for the peace. I love being at home and I love to go out. I love to dress up too. But I love to be home more than I love to dress up and go out, you know? I always say to myself, I have two sides. Like, I'm, everybody has two sides. But my two sides are I love to be with no makeup, my essential oils, you know, my nails not painted, hair not done, plain lip gloss. That makes me so happy. But then also full-on curls, perfume everywhere, full makeup, fake lashes, fake nails. I also love that too. Heels, like... I love that as well. Yeah. But I definitely, that's not me every day. But, yeah. I and love this expectation not to be ready at that kind of level. Like, I love, again, I'm here, like, I just have mascara on. But, like, I got the shower, put a braid in. I've got my essential oils. I've pretty much done my night routine. You know, I feel good. I feel comfy. Like, I, so what are, I wanted to ask, what are some things you do when you're not feeling good? Because you talked about, like, the things, you know, how you found yourself in the pandemic and discovered a side of you that you didn't really tap into. What do you do when you're not, cause everybody gets to their low, low point. And I feel like I've actually been there the last little while and I've been not much I've makes me feel good right now. And it's weird how that happens. So that I, I have been, it's been crazy. So yeah, definitely emotional up and down roller coaster. And I don't want to make it sound like, oh, I'm bipolar or because we're all emotional human beings. Mm-hmm. Uh, but recognizing that when I'm not doing the things that I do for myself that keep me mentally sane, when I start, when I don't do it, those are the first signs I become very agitated. I don't get my regular sleep. I don't do my workouts. I don't get up and do my morning routine. And that whole, that entire fucking shit sets me off. And it's okay. The important thing is like once or twice does make a difference. I used to think that you'd go four or five days without it. There goes your fucking week the next two weeks. Like you're, it's, it's, it's what I've worked for for X amount of months only takes a few days to get yourself out of routine. And when I start going down that spiral, because it has happened, um, and uh, recently enough, actually it happened to me, you know, like I want to say between February, like after honestly, was it February? Like in that time, February till maybe around June, I was kind of going through my own personal spiral and dealing with some emotions. Stuff was coming up that I had to bring more awareness to and you know really feel into because I've suppressed it for so long. And um, going back to the stuff like the reading makes a difference. People don't understand the what ten pages a day. It changes the way that your brain functions by writing gratitude every day. Like my, I, I wake up in the morning with so much love and a zest for life. And that only happens when I work on it. I have to work on it just like I have to work on a relationship if I want to make it work. Just like I have to work on the relationship with my daughter. It doesn't just happen. My fitness is not just going to happen. I have to work on it. My healthy eating habits aren't just going to happen. I have to work on it. So I have to work on it and I have to make it a priority and stop making it a number two or three. It has to be a number one because the second my fuel is gone or I'm not taking care of me, I'm not coming from a good place. My business is shitty. My relationships are shitty. And my my ego spirals 10 times. And it takes me 10 times. And because I have this awareness, I can still go two weeks with being in that spiral. But before I would have been three, four, five, six months. Yeah. Now yeah. I feel gratitude for 
taking the time if I need the fucking week I need the week I'm trying to not allow a week to to allow my emotions to eat me up like feel into it and let it go move on yeah but this is like almost 40 years of a lifestyle that I've had of the way that I've reacted and dealt with things it's I don't think I'm going it's going to change overnight yeah but it's I'm so proud of myself for giving myself the grace to keep going and keep changing and keep keep at it because I know the little bit that I have done how much I've changed like it, it, it there's nothing else that I've done up to this point that's made those significant changes in my mental health in my central nervous system in the way that I show up yeah and like you know it, you gotta find the go with the solution the resources that work for for us and honestly like I think everybody's just like I don't want to fucking read and they're just like you know I don't have time you have to make time you have to make time for you you'll make time for binging Netflix for three days. and I do too well trust me I'll show you. I love to binge I love to binge on Netflix it's I love my Desperate Housewives my Kim Kardashian like I love the drama okay but that's my dirty little you know I think okay so even having you here I can feel like feel my center perk up a little bit like I, I feel a little bit happy again Yay. but it it's funny so I think definitely being around people or even just going and grabbing that coffee with somebody and then getting back help inspires because it's true because once you go off it's really difficult to get yourself back on, even though you know what to do. Yes. Like we can give advice to other people very easily. I know I'm very good at it and I know what to do, but I'm not doing it. So I think what I've come to the conclusion of lately, I typically never watched TV before, but I do really enjoy having my hot cup of tea and my blanket or like my snack and watching a show. It makes me feel good in my yeah. center sometimes, except for when I've gone too long. So I then think, you feel guilty and then yeah. but it's like sometimes it's just like it's you gotta listen definitely through the pandemic definitely binge like two months worth of fucking yeah. netflix yeah, okay too. but now it's like i've stopped getting angry with myself like st stop like again giving myself grace like if i do the three days and i told myself i was gonna do something and i didn't i'm so grateful that it only took three days because fuck this was two years ago would have been three six months and I'm just like, you know, I'm in a different mental state that I'm able to make these choices from just another place now. But I hold myself accountable without blaming other people anymore. Because yeah. guess what? Nobody's going to wake up for me. Nobody's yeah. going to do the things for me. Nobody's going to help me with my mental health. Okay? That's all my work. That's all my hard work. Yeah. And people can't are scared of hard. They're scared yeah. to face the truth because it's the reality of what's going on. Yeah. Well, it's like we always heard, like, choose your heart. Life is hard, right? Like, you pick what you want to experience, right? But I, I know because, like, that's what I'm saying is following that center. Like, because I used to say, listen to your body. If you're too physically tired to do something, well, then your body needs rest. But I'm like, but my body's been tired for a month, but I don't feel good anymore, like, mentally and emotionally. So how can I listen to my body? There has to be a point where I stop listening to my body and I do it anyways. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the key is if it doesn't feel good in your center anymore, then you've rested too long. You let it go too long. Yes. And you, and you, like, you aren't enjoying it anymore. Everything should be enjoyed because work can be very enjoyable. Maybe not in the moment, but after you feel so good. 
reading sometimes it's like oh i don't want to read but when, I, when but, i'm doing yes. it i feel good i have to like honestly listen i love to read but every morning i have to tell myself to read yeah because i'm like oh maybe a little bit later no yeah. because i'm not gonna do it later yeah. if i don't do it when i say i'm gonna do it yeah. and it's like yeah like in our brain we have the worst. like my motherfucker keeps yeah. telling me to, to do other things oh, and i'm too. constantly telling it to shut the fuck up yeah, yeah. like this is not happening today yeah like ego Take a back seat yeah. because she's there to have something to say to me literally every split second of every moment yeah. of the day. Yeah. 100%. Me too. Me too. Like, <laughs> my evil twin. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I get the devil and angels. Oh. Yeah, honestly. Oh, oh, the man. struggle is real. Yes. Oh. I, this is, uh, it's wild to see us 10 years into just knowing each other and just with all the stuff that we've went through and even like listening to your podcast, okay? Like, was you're going through everything because I was just like in the midst of some of the stuff that you're going through yeah. and I was just like, wow, like I remember this. Like, yeah. and you've dealt with things honestly in such a gracious way. I think I went a little crazy in my time when I was dealing with shit. I wish but... I could have done that. It's because I'm a people pleaser though. It's not because I'm gracious in any way. It's just oh, because God. I'm too afraid of what other people think, right? Like oh. that that's the difference. I wish, I mean, there is a part of me too that sometimes doesn't care and I do react to things, but a lot of the times I just care too much about what other people think about me that I just, I shy away and it appears gracious, right? But I mean, I, I, I went through a lot and you went through a lot in the last 10 years and going to those personal growth seminars for Arbonne really saved me and it, it, you know, people would Girls, say oh, anything. I I would have done it just for that because yeah. I, that was my free therapy. And yes. like, <laughs> girl, I learned a lot. I learned so much. And yeah. like the first five years, I was like, "That's voodoo. I won't do that. I'm not gonna read." And just like I was forced to because I had to learn more about myself. Listen, you're not forced to do anything. Yeah. But the universe <coughs> has a magical way <coughs> of stopping you in your tracks. For you to figure out your life lessons to, um, to, you know, like there's so many things I've been recently I've have came up and it's just like, I feel like the universe is like, I'm just checking again. Did you really learn your lesson? Like these situations, <laughs> but like keep coming up. And I'm like, I swear, like how many years do I need to be a good <laughs> human being? <laughs> years, yeah. decades, I don't know. Yes. But right. Like it's, yeah. um, but it's, it's always, I see all the signs coming in and it's like, I'm so grateful for the experience, like yeah. the good, the bad, and the ugly. Like, fuck, hasn't it been a, a whirlwind or what? <laughs> right? And we survived up to this point. And that's the facts. I try and look at the facts. Like, you survived everything up until this point when you thought it was the end of the world, and you're still here. Right. So, I mean, bring on whatever else. Knock on wood, though. <laughs> Not too much. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. All right. Well, I mean, I think we'll wrap it up. I, I love this conversation with you. And um, I love you. Thank love you, you again for this beautiful moment in time. I'm so excited for what's to happen and for you. Yeah. And I'm so excited. I think, I think it's great to share our stories. Oh. I hope you come back and I hope we talk again yes. here and then see what's changed. And oh. I mean, I like talking about the perspectives and and hearing other opinions and things like that so and we're going through so much growth like we're all we're both doing our own thing and yeah. uh to see us 
flourished so much in the last couple of years. Yes. Like massive changes. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder, yeah, if that's a, I always think about like the what everybody's going through and, you know, is it an age? Does, does this happen with a certain age or does it happen in a certain period of time? Anyways, there's, I think it's, uh, I know it's probably a conversation for another time, but almost a bit of both yeah. because there's like a generation of us that are really coming to terms with yeah the truth the reality and what that really means mm-hmm. for for each and every single one of us um and just massive change in society you know like so many so much has changed yeah so much right yeah <laughs> sprinkle love yes and fairy dust yes <laughs> <laughs> okay guys thank you so much for listening to carolina and i Thank you. Yeah, and uh, let's chat next week.